Hello, Rumcasters, and welcome back to another episode of the Rumcast. Uh, this is John down in Miami, uh, one of your hosts, and with me, as always, is Will. Will, uh, how's it going, and how's uh, the rum life? It's good. You know, I don't think we've used the term rumcasters before to refer to listeners, but now that I've heard it for the first time, I kind of like it. I think it's good. I think this is something that we should run with. It, it, it just happened and I went with it. So <laughs> stuff happens. Yeah. When you put a microphone in front of your face, you never know what's going to come out sometimes. But um, yeah, I'm good. I'm actually, during our interview with Ed Hamilton, at some point in that episode, I mentioned that though I was aware of the great reputation of his St. Lucia releases that they had all eluded me and our rumcaster community our rumcasters out there are so generous one of them was kind enough um and I'd I'd like to give him a shout out but I don't know if he wants to be named or not so I'll I'll leave this uh friendly rumcaster anonymous for now but he was kind enough to send me some samples not only of all of Ed's St. Lucia releases but of several other great rums that have come out of St. Lucia as well, including some of the Chairman's Reserve mm-hmm. Masters selections, um, including, there's there's a few more. There, there were, he went above and beyond. There's so many I can't remember. So that's awesome. I've been kind of like, I've just been going, I'm in this like St. Lucia zone right now where I'm just <laughs> comparing all these different St. Lucian rums. I actually I haven't even gotten to the Hamilton St. Lucia's yet, yeah. but I've really been enjoying those Chairman's Reserve Master Selection, yes. and I bring it up because this is something that we discuss on today's episode, the guest that we have, yes. uh, Jay Cocorulo, the founder of the Florida Rum Society. So anyway, I just, um, I, I'm, I'm very excited about St. Lucia these days. I feel like I wish it was a rum producing country that had more of a presence in my local market mm-hmm. like none of, like i know chairman's reserve um some of the admiral rodney mm-hmm. releases and stuff I'm a big is, is something yeah. that people can access you know around the country but for i don't know what it is um the nashville area is a saint lucia desert hmm. uh, no chairman's reserve no nothing around here so uh i think it's a really it's a really distinctive rum making region mm-hmm and one that uh, I, I think I'm just really excited about everything that's coming out of there right now and uh, so- something that uh, I, I hope more people are able to experience. Yeah, I'm really glad to hear that because St. Lucia has moved up my uh, list of rum producing countries quite a bit, actually. Um, I really enjoy St. Lucia rums and pretty much everything. And funny you mentioned because I actually had someone send me some St. Lucia rum samples there you from go. Hamilton as well. I don't believe it's the same person, but um, <laughs> what's really cool is for us to get to try stuff like that that otherwise isn't available in our market, or right. uh, like you're saying, you know, for you, or just you know, it's been a gap in our our rum experience so far. And because I guess one of our listeners heard me say I love St. Lucia rum, and they asked me, and I said, no, I haven't had a chance to try Hamilton. They sent it. So that was really, really cool. So let me ask you this before we get on to our, our interview. Yeah. What did you think of some of the St. Lucia rum you tried? Well, I, I think the first like comparison, because when I try things, we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I know you feel this way too. When you try something new, you try to grasp for comparisons with stuff you've already had. For what me, for remind sure. remind you of. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't want to reduce St. Lucia's style to just, you know, mm-hmm being kind of like an example of some other existing style but what it kind of reminds me of a little bit is if you combined jamaican and demerara rums Hmm. together i get some of those characteristics between both of them um some of these saint lucia releases they have that like 
that banana note that I get a lot from the uh, estate bottlings from Worthy Park. Mm-hmm. Um, rem- reminiscent of that in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but just um, yeah, it's 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 as much as I say it reminds me of that stuff. It's yeah. still unique and has its own thing going on. So what about you? What's interesting for me about St. Lucia rum is I really enjoy the mouthfeel, number one. It's got a uh, very, I don't want to use the term viscous too much, but like it's mm. it's got a heavier mouthfeel, a coating, and I noticed that right away. So that's something for me as someone, you know, I'm, I've tasted a lot of rum. I don't consider myself like a professional taster or anything by far, but I notice a difference there with the mouthfeel. And uh, I also don't like saying oily because it's not. Yeah. It's not that. It's just it it mouth coats a okay, little it bit. Sounds, sounds kind of pejorative. Yeah. yeah. Right. So this yeah. is a phenomenal rum. It also has to me a uh, a very unique. I get a unique flavor. So it's interesting that you're talking about the comparison here. And usually I would do that. But for me, I I find Saint Lucia has a unique quality to it. Whether I've tried Chairman's Admiral Rodney, Rodney which mm-hmm. we mentioned. Uh, there's a plantation St. Lucia out there. There is um, quite a few different bounty rum, which also I know is the same distiller, um, but then mm-hmm. they have all these different stills. So they have like, you know, the Vendome and the John Doerr pot stills uh, and uh, column still as well, coffee still. Yeah. So even though that's the case and all these different things are being utilized there, that I still get a categoric kind of flavor component to St. Lucia that I really, really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you say unique, it's more you you have trouble... Com- like naming something else to compare it to that it reminds you of is that what you mean yeah for, for me i don't get as much banana as you do i get something mm. on my palate that is more unique than that i can see where you're going with it and i don't i wouldn't dare to say you're wrong in that uh because i think it definitely has a tropical sense but there's something more of a, a phenolic type of quality which i mean is again i don't want to say medicinal because people get the wrong idea when you say medicinal yeah um but there's something there that has a a, a unique uh flavor profile for me that I would love to hear from somebody else who's maybe a little bit more well-versed in in this and can describe that maybe. That would be interesting. But definitely I get a distinct marker for St. Lucia rum that I love. Yeah. So Well, on that note, there's going to be some more St. Lucia rum conversation in today's episode. Not the focus, yes. but this is someone who uh, who you know well, you know, prior to this episode. So tell us tell us what we're talking about today. Who is Jay? Why do we have him on the podcast? Jay's a good friend of mine, Jay Cocarulo, uh, the founder of the Florida Rum Society. And yes. um, when he started the Florida Rum Society and I started my rum journey, I found them pretty early on, just about after he started it, and was able to get in almost on the ground floor, you might say, of uh-huh. building this and I've seen how much work he's put into building this and how it's blossomed over the last year so we Will and I had talked we wanted to have Jay on to talk about that experience and what he found was successful with how he approached it because we really feel like there's other places who want to start these rum societies as well and I think Jay is one of the perfect people that we can talk to to give them some of that experience giving them some of the tips and so we talk about that with Jay and I really feel like this is a good episode uh, and a different episode, perhaps, than we've done in our series so far. You know, when we began the podcast, we wanted to talk to people who shaped the world of rum. And a lot of times that means distillers, it means brands yeah. and founders of brands. But in this case, this is a person we're talking to that's not connected to any brand, is just a rum enthusiast like we are, and who did something about it. Yeah. So I know there are more out there. Yeah. So I'm really excited. And when you when you talk about people shaping the world of rum, yeah, naturally, the first people that come to mind are the the, the folks who are making it, right? Right. Um, but I do, I think 
people who are doing stuff like this, who are creating these communities around rum that go beyond just, you know, online groups and stuff like that, which, mm-hmm. which can be great and have lots of positives. But there's something about creating something in your community, bringing people together, even though that is obviously a challenge right now doing stuff in person. But yeah. I think that groups like this can play a really big role in spreading great quality education about rum and bringing more people into it uh, in, in a good way. So, yeah, I'm really excited about this. We, we say more than once in the episode, we hope that this inspires yes. uh, people to go out and do something similar on their own in their local communities. But um, with that said, uh, we should probably just turn things over to Jay now. All right. All right, everyone, we are here with Jay Cocorulo, the founder of the Florida Rum Society, who right before we started this recording, revealed himself to be the third ever subscriber of the Rumcast podcast, which now I have to know, A, Jay, how you can prove that that's true, and B, why you never told us that you that you got your gold medal in the mail that we sent to our first three subscribers. Oh, I get, it must have gotten lost. First of all, thank you guys for having me. Really excited to be here. Um, I, I mean, maybe not third. Let's go top 10. Okay. But I was on a business trip and I was just scrolling through whatever, waiting in the airport. And I was like, this is like the perfect thing that I need for my plane ride. And I listened to um, the Holmes Key version on that exact plane ride and i actually had a chance to try it because i was going to new york of all places like irony really just all lined up so perfect i'll go with top 10 i'll 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 default and say i i miss i miss i miss meddling by one or two spots for sure well we'll take yeah we'll take that and and we're gonna send a note to to eric k that uh, he can thank us for all those homes key purchases you've made since then right that's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, b- before we talk about Florida Rum Society, uh, I want to start with you, everyone who is involved with rum to the degree that someone like uh, you are always has an interesting rum story. So how did you get into the rum world in the first place? Yeah, uh, I mean, probably like a lot of native Floridians, it was sort of the default drink of life right and there were Hmm. a lot of i know right when uh once i became 21 and could drink rum um at the university of florida go gators john and um i like right like i just really really took to it i felt like it was the it was it was my beverage of of choice but the real story i think starts when about five ish years ago I bought a new house or we bought a new house, my wife and I, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. my wife was always very clear that if I bought her enough rooms in a new house, I could have one. So, um, I guess I'm, I know. Why didn't I think of that? Jeez. (laughs) It's it's, it's like a prenuptial agreement that, uh, that if I could have a room, if I got enough of them. So we had a bonus room that was gifted to me by my lovely wife. <laughs> and now I needed something to do with it. So I was, uh, it was, it was like Tiki was really, really taken off. I'd always been a Tiki fan. So rum mm-hmm. and Tiki, as you guys know, go, go hand in hand. There's a Venn diagram. They are related. Head that, that they go together. So I, um, I decided that the extra bonus room was going to be a Tiki bar and fell into it really, really hard. 
uh, bought the Smuggler's Cove book, mm-hmm. like started like mm-hmm. researching it, following all the things. I actually had the opportunity to go to Smuggler's Cove, which was a fantastic experience awesome. right around that time. And uh, Trader Sam's here in Orlando at Disney World opened right around that time too. So it just sort of all converged together as an as an evolution. Yeah, yeah. And I'd gone to the Maikai growing up as like the mothership. Like, oh, I was really? There before I even like knew that <laughs> what it really was at the time so and that led you so that's that led me that like the smuggler's code book right Right. what i consider the bible led me to the hey different rums do different things then why do we use this rum for this drink and oh we need to uh find these different rums and then we'll swap them out and see what makes that what makes it taste different so i think that that was really the start of the the rum journey if you will that got me to you were hooked for the run society i was hooked you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't get me away yeah. there's there's something about that book it, it did something really well where i feel like it brings people in obviously because of the drinks and the cocktails but it really i have found so many people who i would describe now as being more into rum than they are into tiki as coming to rum because of that book like it brings you in for tiki but it gets you so into rum because it does Hmm. a really good job of explaining the differences in them and and uh you know how they work how they're made and stuff like that that's what it did for me at least yeah that's i mean you right you i said i said it really long but you (laughs) condensed it nicely as to exactly how i feel yeah and then talking a little bit about that leading you into then at some point thinking about starting the Florida Rum Society, I guess let's start with the beginning. What exactly is the Florida Rum Society and how would you describe that to somebody who doesn't know as much about it or at all? So, I mean, I, uh, that's funny because someone just asked me, like, give me a summary like literally an hour ago of the Florida Rum Society. And I feel like it is a community of rum lovers in Florida, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we we aren't Florida necessarily exclusive, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say 95, over 95% of our members are from Florida um, who enjoy rum and want to learn more about it as well as help each other like as a community to find the best rums, be educated about rums, mm-hmm. give the opinion of certain rums that others should look out for. Um, that's, that's what it is all based on. Um, and I, I, I think that it's like, right. It's, it's, it's the rum community on the scale of the state of Florida, I guess. Right. For the moment. I mean, it's in the name, right? I mean, Florida rum society pretty much gives you the indication of what it's all about, um, to start with. And I think from there, then you start to see a little, I should probably state, I'm also a member of the Florida rum society and thankful to be a part of everything that Jay has put together and really appreciate every time we have, uh, events and stuff that we'll talk about through, through this interview. But I've really enjoyed my time there and there's nuance to it, especially like you kind of talked about, it's a society where rum lovers come together to talk rum, but we also uh, help each other to explore rum, which is yeah, which is I great. Think, yeah, uh, yeah, that's like, like I've. This is in the like it started as hey, let's just talk about rum, but that is really showing recently. Of hey, tell me, I see you, you have this rum. Tell me about it. Oh, let me see about getting you a sample, right? right. And like the sharing and the rum friends are the best friends, right? I've shared, taken something from Kate Perry. Yeah. But, right, it, it really has blossomed into this community of people who are so 
generous with their time and their thoughts and even their rum itself, which I think is just so great to see. Yeah. yeah I, I think a lot of people have that experience just organically over time. The more they interact with, with rum people, even if they're only doing it online, you end up just making these connections and whether you end up like exchanging samples or meeting people in person eventually at events and stuff like that. But you kind of you transition from that to then actually saying, okay, like this is cool, but I'm going to form something and put some effort into doing something a little more official and established. I'm interested in knowing just, was there a moment that the whole idea kind of came together or was it a gradual thing? How did you go from, I, you know, the rum community is great to, I want to be intentional about, you know, facilitating that community and building something here. Yeah, it's it, it it's it's both of those things actually. So I'll circle back a little bit to the tiki journey that led me here. I was at Three Dots and a Dash up in Chicago, great tiki bar, one of actually my favorites in the world, and had the probably semi rare experience that Kevin Barry was my bartender oh, wow. at the time, and. I sort of, I had, I have, I actually still have it. It doesn't get as much focus because the Rum Society, but I have a tiki blog um, out there and, and, and would blog about my experiences at, at tiki bars. But one question that I always asked my bartender was, if you were stranded on an island with one unlimited supply of one certain type of rum, what would it be and why, mm. right? And I just like to hear the different answers, right? I don't know, there's obviously no wrong answer, but um, but I like to see the approach that, t that people take. Um, a lot of people go within like overproof because they think about survival and they're like, <laughs> I can start good fire with that. And I'm like, all right, well. Rub it on wounds. Not necessarily where I was going, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, but, which, you know what? Every answer is a good answer. But Kevin specifically said Hamilton, pod still Jamaican black. Mm. And at the time, this was quite a few years ago, I hadn't heard of that. And so I set myself on a mission, if you will, to obtain a bottle of that because this guy's telling me it's a very versatile rum, really love it in a lot of different mixed drinks. You can use it for, for a lot of different things. So I was like, well, I need that. Yeah. Right. Of course. And uh, of course, why wouldn't I need that? Well, it took me two years, oh. two years to find wow. rum in Florida. Yeah, I thought I had it bad because I went looking for that rum at probably like maybe 10 different liquor stores in the greater Nashville area before I found it. And I complained about that endlessly. So <laughs> I, I had no idea, you know, what uh, what other people were going through at the time. I mean, in all fairness, like I didn't check outside of the Orlando area right. and like I wasn't like all about like I'm going to have it shipped for a certain amount, right, right, but right. I wanted to like I wanted a supply locally right. of this rum. So it took me two years. And at that point, I was like, man, there's got to be a better way, like maybe a group of people that can help each other find things when they're looking for it and in, in or I guess I sort of started Orlando and uh -huh. then sort of went Florida. Yeah. And one night, my I have two two buddies who uh, partners in this sort of venture, if you will, if you want to call it that. Um, we can call it a venture. It's are, an adventure. We'll call it a venture. It's an adventure. <laughs> yes. Um, they're 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 they like to be known as the Rum Doc and Salty Joel. So Rum Doc and Salty Joel and Trader Jay were sitting around saying, "There's got to be a easier way to find some of these rums." I was like, "Well, there's these." communities out there like ministry of rum and other facebook groups but they're just so broad and vast right yeah. i wanted it to be 
to be more local. Yeah. And at the same, and the reason why we're having this conversation is because I now was on a different hunt. I was looking for Hamden um, because once again, a bartender at a tiki bar suggested that I should find this because I like really funky Jamaican rums. I thought maybe you were just going through all the rums that started with ham. Eric, that, that too, <laughs> that too. Anything that starts with ham, first of all, like I was looking for the pork food, product rums. The rum, yeah. Yeah. The play. Good. Yeah. I like, I like a good, a good pork chop while I'm, yeah. Well, you want to know a funny side story? Of course. When Kevin Barry told me about Hamilton, we had just seen Hamilton, Hamilton the musical nice. in Chicago. Like, there you go. I was like, okay, I got to remember that. And my wife goes, it's on the playbill that you have in front of you, honey. Next up, Hamlet. <laughs> There you go. There you go. A little Hamlet. We'll do a little, all the, all the hams. Um, so at that same time, circling back to the story, Kate Perry, somehow I got in touch with Kate Perry. It was probably by accident, (laughs) but I am very thankful because she is the one who was like, I love what you're trying to do. You need to like make it a thing. So she gave you that push. An adventure, if you will. Mm. Yeah. And she, like, I credit her as the she doesn't love the title we'll work on that but she's like the fairy godmother of the florida rum society <laughs> because she's who's like you need to sit down and you already have your blog so create a website that's like associated with it but make it the florida rum society and make the instagram and the facebook group like all the things that, yeah. that we know so was she the one that then said it should be the Florida Rum Society and not just like the Orlando Rum Society? Because you had mentioned, you know, uh, just locally in Orlando, but then you jumped to the entire state of Florida. Was that her decision or was that yours? I mean, go, go big or go home, maybe? Yeah. Like at first we were the national rum. No, we, <laughs> we, we, we felt like Orlando was going to be too limited. This is we, me, and me, and the rum doc and Salty Joel. Got it. We felt like... We knew that there were bourbon groups that were city specific, but yes. really weren't confident that there were enough like true rum fans locally yeah. that would create that community of 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 rum lovers across the state. Let's go right. With it. And then the unintended benefit there was also that, you know, uh, maybe it was intentional for you, but like you mentioned, now you're able to source things across the state in a way. So you get get a little bit more information other than just local, but throughout the state and some of the big cities, what's available where, you start to make other connections with that. And it seems like it's really opened up the community in a way that's uh, unlike, like, for instance, the Miami Bourbon Society is very focused on just Miami. There's plenty of bourbon here, but... Um, I get exactly what you're saying in terms of widening that community. And I think that unintended benefit really works to our advantage in having that. And it's, it's really fun to talk to people that are in North Florida or Central Florida, South Florida, West Florida, and all of that. And I think it benefits all of us for sure. But it, if there's something that is from that you're looking for that's from a store that's not locally, but either they can ship or you can work with a member of the society to get it to them. I'm seeing a lot of the, mm-hmm. I'm going to, Hey, I'm going to be in this area right. at close to this store. I can pick up something for anyone who wants it. Um, having that wider net, I think was the right level Yeah, in my head. Agreed. You, you mentioned Kate Perry kind of giving you that initial encouragement to, to get something started, to, to organize something. I think there are part of the reason we wanted to have you on Jay uh, is because I think there are a lot of people out there who have a desire to start something like this in their local community, but it 
it doesn't happen by accident. Like you have the idea, but then you have to like put an actual, a lot of time and energy into doing it. I would imagine to get people involved and to keep doing stuff and keep people interested. What have, what have you found to work well when it comes to doing all that, to attracting interest, getting people to, uh, to engage, to participate, to make it more than just, you know, like an idea of something that would be nice. Yeah. I feel like patience is a good thing, right? It doesn't, happen yeah. overnight for sure. We just, mm-hmm. I actually just renewed our URL like to last week. Nice. So it's, so we'll happy say it's the year birthday. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> happy anniversary, John. Um, so you heard it's, it here it's, first. It's, it's, it's the year anniversary, but I feel like until I'm going to say Miami rum Congress, which was John and I actually met briefly yeah. in person for a few minutes and chatted. But yeah, I mean, patience is is key because it's not going to happen overnight. But I will also say that, and I think that John will, actually both of you, I think, will attest to this, mm. that the rum, the rum leaders of the leaders of the rum community, right? The people who are working for the rum companies and making yeah. the rum, like they are very open to having conversations and yes. being able to be not a full-time resource, but drop a note and say, Hey, I'm thinking about this. Like, what are your thoughts? Right. And so I, I would, I don't think that everyone should go email Kate tomorrow, but at the same time, I feel like, right. If you have an idea, then start to massage it and get it into a good place. And then you'll find that people will be open to having conversations with you um, about it. Right. The tools are like, the tools are there. The time commitment is, big probably bigger than i thought it would be um yeah what would you say is the most demanding aspect of it or like what takes the most time and and energy on on your part i feel like it it honestly changes like i I would have said a few months ago like trying to organize events for for a broad term of things to like offer people right the conversations happen on their own so those don't um those don't take a ton of time. I like to be involved in the conversation, mm-hmm. so that's on me. But um, we've gotten to a point, I think, at a year, right, where there's a lot of conversations happening that I don't start, but at first I had to start them. But I think now, I mean, you guys might see this too, where I, for some strange reason, I guess because I'm sort of the person of this, right? I'm like the, the person of let this. me ask Jay. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know, like, I guess, technical right? Term. Yeah. Technical term. That's my technical right. title. It's my business person card. Of the person of, this. Person, person of this. Person of this. Photo going on a shirt. <laughs> yep. Put it on the, put it on the list. Um, the, uh, but it's like people come to me because like, what do you think of this room or, yeah. right? So I, I get a lot of, now I get a lot of, which I love, like I, I really eat it up. But um, so don't stop Florida Rum Society members. You can always come to me. But uh, I'm finding that now I'm getting a lot of those conversations that people are asking me my opinion, which is like shocks the heck out of me. I know. Because yeah. I don't know that I'm the one that really needs to like I have opinion and sometimes it's strong, as John mm-hmm. knows. But uh, but I don't know that I'm like the end all be all as it comes to certain things. Well, nobody is. But to your point about the rum community and it being uh, open and people sharing, I think actually that's indicative of the entire rum community, you know, like globally, uh, at least for our experience. And Will, I, I believe you'd say the same thing. But we've we've felt like the rum community is really supportive one of, of one another across 
all borders. And so it doesn't surprise me that in the Florida rum society that, as you said, people are really open and you could come to them and we can uh, engage with them almost all the time. And I think that's just really valuable in our community. And you don't see that in other places. I will say that, you know, bourbon has a couple people in it that are uh, pretty, pretty accessible, but a lot of people aren't. And in rum, it feels like pretty much everyone that is uh, making good rum that cares about rum as a state of, of being, as a thing, well, as a thing, as a product, um, <laughs> it, they, that they are really invested in it. And then that reflects in the community as well, including the Florida Rum Society, which I believe it's echoed uh, with that. So kudos to, to everyone in the rum industry who really does make that happen. And thank you and, and to you, Jay, and all the people, like you said, in the Florida Rum Society who are just making this fun and making it an enjoyable as a hobby and sharing and just being cool. I agree 100%. I, I, I echo those thoughts. Yeah. I real real quick. I also I think that the the community of rum enthusiasts around the world are hungry for rum related content from the enthusiast Agreed. perspective. Yes. Because I think I think you so much of what you see in broader spirits writing about rum is not good. Uh, and don't get me wrong. There's some fantastic. Or misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. It's 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 just you know they get stuff wrong. Um, there's things they don't understand about it. And I'm not saying I understand everything, but um, there's just there's that level of care uh, missing from a lot of it. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying there isn't good rum writing out there. There's some there's some there great is. rum writing out yeah. there. But my point is that there's still room for a lot more. Yeah. And uh, so if if you're someone who's thinking about writing about rum, doing something about rum, and you love rum, I would encourage you to do it because people want more of it. And you know we can use all we can get. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And I also want to say, as you talk about like rum gets a bad name for, we know that we know, we know why. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm seeing a large increase in people who have joined the Florida rum society that say, I only know such and such that is a widely produced, Mm -hmm. easy to find rum. And I want to learn more. Sure. Right. And I think that that's that goes along with a lot of things that are happening in rum. But I appreciate that. And I want to say anyone out there who's sitting there saying, oh, maybe I want to learn about more. Come find us because we'll gladly, uh, gladly help uh, answer any questions or guide you in the right right direction or whatever direction you want, really. <laughs> and so, Jay, and going back in thinking about you said the Florida Rump Society is about a year old now. Right. And you had been kind of present before that with your blog and, and talking about rum and doing things in rum before that. But you're building this thing with uh, your other two buddies uh, kind of from the ground up. And you, you're now at a place where I think, you know, the Florida Rum Society has roughly 350 members last I checked, which is not a is huge right. uh, deal but in terms of people, but growing rapidly. And it is still maintaining that level of intimacy, or I don't know if that's the right word, but the level of camaraderie maybe is the right word for what we talked about earlier, which is nice as as group as big as 350 people in it. And there's a lot of uh, activity. So if you could then give three useful tips or pieces of advice to someone who may be looking to start their own rum society in a completely different place, the Alaska rum society. Um, <laughs> what would you, uh, what would those three tips be? Ooh, three tips. Well, 
I mean, definitely you need to have a passion because it is going to, I won't say consume you because I feel like that like has a negative connotation to it, Mm -hmm. but it will be a part of your life. Right. But the good thing is, is that if you really have that passion and like, keep it, keep the, that, that fire going for yourself and your members, mm-hmm. then you'll get invited to go on the premier rum podcast in the world. So <laughs> exactly. there are benefits to keeping that passion. Uh-huh. Um, back to my point about like, reach out to the people, the trusted names in the rum community. I, I like, I don't want to name everyone who has been so generous with their time and willing to talk because I'm definitely going to forget someone. So I don't want to do that. But everyone who I have connected with from that level has been just, just willing to have a discussion with me about what I'm doing or what we plan to do or what we want to do, right? Yeah. Jay, how do you make those connections too for people who may not have done that? Is it simply sending an email? Is it looking up through a website? What What is your usual way of doing that? I think, I mean, I use Instagram a lot. So, mm-hmm. and I found that for a lot of people, like that's where they are sort of open to communicate. And that's where Kate, I'll keep using Kate as an example, because I feel like she doesn't mind. The Perry um, But that's really the, the, the Perry Godmother. <laughs> Perfect. Stamp. But we, <laughs> but I will say that uh okay i'll name one other person so maggie campbell is always very like open to her email addresses on her profile so she's like send me an email anytime right so finding those 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 people and utilizing the way that they like best be very polite be very upfront and tell them what you're hoping to do and looking to and come with come to them with a plan don't just say Hey, I'm looking to yeah. start the this 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 thing. I don't have any idea what I'm what I'm going to do about it. But um, but if you come to them with some some course of action, then I think that they'll definitely mm-hmm. you know help you engage and help you get uh, get moving in the right direction. Yeah. So tip number one is you got to want it, right? It's got to be a passion for yep. you. Tip number two is don't be afraid to reach out to those people uh, who clearly want to be involved with people in the rum world. And what's number three? You'd say. I mean, number three is, I mean, it's not like your immediate friends, though. That's sort of how I got started. And it's mm-hmm. not a bad place to start. But it's like having a group of passionate people that you're able to connect with to help keep you afloat. Mm. Because I'll be honest, like, I turn to John probably more often than he wants <laughs> with, hey, can I bounce this idea off he of you? He complains like, about it all the time. This- I always get these messages. He's like, oh, my God, Jay, Jay's I'm texting sure me does. again. He's like... Jay, this Jay guy, I'm supposed to be doing my day job, but Jay's texting me, so I guess I have to talk about rum for my lunch break. Darn. Um, but I, I mean, that's that's important for sure. Is you know having like it doesn't have to be from day one, but I think it helps to, to identify some people that you can trust to help you because it's not something like I could never do it by myself. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. So having that having that group, and then I had a secret fourth like okay. secret do fourth it. one fourth barrel tip is. This is the fourth barrel tip. Yes. I like what you did there. Is you have to be better at names than me. <laughs> like I'm really, really bad. I will. I'm calling myself out, but I'm really, really bad with like someone. Someone will text me, or or we we. I use a lot of uh, Facebook Messenger. Like, hey, I want to know about this rum, blah blah blah. And then a week later, they'll send me a note about something else. But I'll suggest the rum that they already asked me about because. I just am really bad with like remembering the name. So be better at that than me and you'll be fine. 
At first, I thought you meant like the name of the group. I was like, I mean, Florida Rum Society is pretty, pretty no, good. No, 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 yeah. like actual individual <laughs> right, names. Right. <laughs> Create a mnemonic device or something that'll help <laughs> you remember. Well, I, I want to circle back real quick before we move on, because I do want to talk about the fourth barrel program because it's super interesting. But um, what were like the first handful of things you did in, a, in official capacity as the Rum Society where you like started bringing in people who... You, who weren't your immediate friend group, for example? Like, was it doing events in person? Was it, like, how, what were those initial... Because I think that's where people really struggle is is figuring out what they can do first to gain traction beyond just, like, you know, their, their buddy who likes rum. Right. Yeah, I mean, right, for... So we're in September. So for, like, the first four months of... Let's go with the, the last four months of 2019, which were our first four months. Mm -hmm. That it really was that. It was like me and my two buddies, yeah. and we were like, "All right, we're the Florida Rum Society." And <laughs> High we five. would go to a bar. And they'd, <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd go to a bar. You know, remember when you could go to bars? Those were fun. Oh, yeah, man, that and was we'd the best. Add, we'd start talking with the with people about rum, and they'd be like, "Wow, you seem to uh, know your rum a little bit." And we'd be like, "Well, we're we're the Florida Rum Society." It, of course, no we do. do it we're the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know who I am, but <laughs> I am the person for this. <laughs> but we throw it around because we were right. I think. I mean, quite quite honestly, it. Yeah. I don't know that I could point to one thing. I think that I think that there is sort of these things that lined up where Instagram was very helpful in just being able to, right? You use, you use the system correctly. And like right. you post a bottle of rum and you tag that rum company and then they reshare it out. And then someone's like, what is this post from the Florida Rum Society? Like that works to a point, right? I, I think having the Facebook group was a great tool too, because mm -hmm. now there's a place yeah. that people can have the conversation, but we really didn't, hit the ground running until we did what will be what would be known as our only in-person event at the moment um which was this february <laughs> right changed. before everything yeah and um i have a i have a good friend that works at um resorts at universal studios and there's actually there's, yes. a, there's a rum bar I love called it. strong water it's a fantastic rum bar and they were a, a, like, right, it was about having a good network. So he's a member. He was like, I like what, what we're trying to do here. Why don't we try to do a small event at Strongwater? Mm -hmm. um, at Strongwater, right? And I mean, once again, she's, she's probably, I don't know if she listens. I'm sure she does. But Kate Perry agreed to be our first like mm -hmm. guest and bring fantastic rums. Well, she backed us. it up, right? She said, "Hey, you should do this." And then when you called on her, she backed exactly, it up. Exactly, right? A hundred percent. Which is back to the point of these people are all fantastic, right? So Kate came, did a class, did her did her class, like taught us about. We talked about Hamden and Claren. Uh, habitation, right? Mm -hmm. Coroni, transcontinental. So we had a we had transcontinental was there. Yes, very much so. And so we had like, I mean, I mark, I didn't pay for marketing, but I marketed it pretty hard. We had 40 people, I guess, show up. That's awesome. Um, mm. Mostly from Orlando. The few, few people came from like uh, as far oh. away as like St. Augustine, Jacksonville mm -hmm. area. So it, uh, it, it was, it was pretty good, but, but like I was posted in a lot of like a lot, a lot of places to be like, Hey, we're doing this. And I think that that's really what got some buzz around 
having it, right? Yeah. It wasn't, there was no cost out of pocket to myself. So uh, thank you so much to Kay Perry and Strongwater yeah. for allowing us to, uh, to have that opportunity to have a platform to showcase what we want to hopefully become at some point, right? Which is a great group of people who get together in person, imagine that, <laughs> yeah. and talk and share rum, right? Yeah. So I think that's what got us there. So I know we, we talked earlier about the, the difficulty in the early days finding that Hamilton Jamaican black. Um, I know one of the things that you guys try to do as a society is get more liquor stores to carry a wider selection of rums, uh, which is something that I think many listeners would say they would love to have happen in their own local markets. So what what have you found to be effective in kind of winning retailers over to the cause of rum? It's, I mean, it's not easy. I won't pretend yeah. that it is, right? Yeah. It's, it's definitely being, I don't know about a shark about it, but I feel like you want to engage with your <laughs> liquors, like you want to engage with your, with your stores. And maybe the first store isn't the one that, you that is open to having that conversation but there definitely is a store close to you that is right and so yeah i be a rum shark be a rum shark there you go like let's go with it we're gonna put that on a shirt too yeah another shirt shouldn't that be the (laughs) the animal uh icon for the florida rum society now at this point i'm pretty sure yeah the mascot that's what i was yeah i like that rum sharks (laughs) Okay, we're getting a lot of good ideas. Nice, Don, you're getting all this for shirts, right? You're in charge of shirts. I'm taking notes. Okay, good. I'm taking notes. Um, good thing we'll have this recorded for posterity. We are recording this, so that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, oh is, yeah. Is that how this works? <laughs> <laughs> so it's. I mean, it it wasn't easy. I was very fortunate, and uh, semi accidentally, a, a buddy referred me to a local store, uh, Five Star Liquors in Longwood, which is a suburb of Orlando, and. Mm. He had a good rum selection, but not a great rum selection, but he was open to listening to me say, hey, here's some rums that I would recommend you start to carry because people who like tiki and people who like rum, like they're looking for these and there's there's nobody carrying them in the Orlando area. Like I would mm. travel far and wide to look. Mm-hmm. And so like having that open communication is key in finding that person. It's not like, it, like I said, it's hard. And every, not everyone, there's been plenty of stores that I've walked into and they're like, I don't know what you are or who you are or why you care, but we only do picks of spirits that aren't rum. So leave me alone. <laughs> um, but the, you'll find, you'll find that person. And, uh, and we're very fortunate to, uh, to have a few of them statewide. We're always looking for more, which I think uh, where you were going was the fourth barrel program. And that yes. was like, that was really started because of Five Star and because of uh, Brock, another very involved member who is the owner of the Sarasota Liquor Locker over on the West Coast of Florida. Shout out to Brock. Shout out to Brock. Yes. Um, but, but, but those were our two first fourth barrel stores. And because we thought we should somehow, so quite frankly, I already had five star listed on the website as mm-hmm. like, hey, you should go check out five star. They're great. Mm-hmm. These are the rums that they have. If you're in the Orlando area, even if it's a half an hour away, hour away, you should go there because it has a great selection. But Brock reached out to me and said, hey, what do I have to do to get on your website? And I was like, 
nothing. I guess you just ask me. So that's why I was like, hey, let's start to define this. And I will, I will take a hat off to John, who really helped me define what the fourth barrel uh, merchant member program is. But uh, it's uh, right. We have a list of criteria on our website that you have to meet to sort of become this fourth barrel program, but be willing to, you know, bring in rums that people in the Florida rum side are looking for and being open to having conversations around suggestions of rums that, um, that you're looking for. So that's, that's really where that took off. It just seems like it was such, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, because I remember when, I I guess it was around the time you were first kind of talking about it to John, he mentioned it in conversation to me and I was really fascinated because I think it's such a good idea, but also it was interesting to see how you guys sort of iterated on the approach of, okay, well, what would qualify, like what what kind of rums would a store have to carry right. in order to qualify for the fourth barrel program? And I remember John having this big long list of like brands and stuff he was trying to think of and you like, you want to be inclusive, but at the same time, you want to like not make it so extreme that no one's going to qualify exactly. for it. So it was, a, it was a pretty interesting process from from the outside looking in I'm, I'm interested if there's anything you guys learned going through that process of being like you know what what rums do we list as, as re- requirements for how how, do, how does a store qualify for this i'll let jay answer in a second but i will just add that i agree that the reason i jumped on that is jay had you know showed me the fourth barrel program and was like hey is there anything in miami that and i you know i was like wow that is that is a really great idea and just yeah. looking through it i was like okay we just need some some format here, something to grasp onto that tells people what is this, what are the benefits of it, and then also gives other people, Florida Rum Society members, the benefit of knowing, hey, this is a store I can go to to get what I want, or at least has a a shot rather than having to blindly explore all liquor stores in your area or in the state even. So I really, kudos to Jay for the idea, and then following up, it just felt like it really needed just a little bit more definition. And so I'll let Jay talk now about how he came up with that list. But that was the idea that started it all. John answered it all. So what he said, (laughs) I mean, it was right. I I agree. Right. I felt like I had this idea. I had my two stores mostly because one was my store and the second one asked, which I mean, once again, shout out to Brock and Sarasota Liquor Locker because it's a fantastic rum selection. But right beyond that, it was like, we don't really know. And so John and I went back and forth and we were like, let's try to make an inclusive list of things that it's not all about being super expensive. I think there's a quality aspect of it. And there's a, you can't just find this at the big chain liquor Mm -hmm. store because or supermarket. Right, right, right. Exactly. Because it's a little more nuanced or it's a little smaller quantities or they're not, you know, they're not able to produce Mm -hmm. 50,000 bottles a year for one store or whatever it is. Right. So like, I won't pretend that the list is a hundred percent inclusive of all those. And John and I decided that we need to revisit it once every six months. Yep. So we're probably coming up on that soon, John, FYI. Good plan. Um, But, uh, but yeah, I think that, that, that that's what our goal was. And so, Like a perfect, I think a perfect example, I'll call out one because it's one of my favorites, is Rum Bar, right, from Worthy Park. Not yeah. a great, like we yeah. can all agree, great rum. We can also all agree yes. it's not super expensive, like at the end Correct. of the day, yeah. but it's nope. really hard to find. So 
Um, I literally, it's funny that you bring that up because I literally just found the first store in my area to carry that. And it's actually, it's in, it's at a really small store at a town that's actually like 45 minutes south of Nashville called Spring Hill. But I drive there about once, you know, every couple of months because they order stuff no one else does. And I, I spoke to the owner and he was like, yeah, I, uh, I, it's Rumbar Overproof yes, that they have. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I, I can order it two bottles at a time. And so I order it and I keep those two bottles. And, you know, when people buy them, I get two more. Yeah. So I was thrilled to be able to have that option. But that's a, that's a great example to illustrate your point. It is. And, and I think it's important, kind of the guiding light or, or guiding principle for me when I was going back and forth with Jay with creating this list was, what would somebody who actually cares about rum look for? It's not that it's super expensive and not that it's super premium. It's not necessarily even uh, a premium reputation. It's something that is well-respected within the rum enthusiast's mind. 100%. So th- yeah, that's where we were going yeah. with it. And, the, and yeah. the, the list isn't like a big top secret no, thing no. Yeah, or it's anything public. like that. You can like go, you can go, you can, yeah, you can go to the Florida Rum Society website and the Fourth Barrel Program has a page. We'll, we'll link to it in the show notes and, and you can check it out. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, again, I, I think it's a great idea and it's the kind of thing like... I wish someone would do that in my local market. <laughs> and um, they it probably should be me, but I'm I too was lazy, gonna say so. that sounds like a great first store for the <laughs> Tennessee Perry. the Tennessee to call Will. <laughs> the Tennessee yeah, Rum Society yeah, need... Fourth Barrel Program. Tennessee Rum Society. Kate Perry, where are you? Paige and Kate Perry. Make it happen. I need a pep you need talk. Yeah. <laughs> in due course. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's on the website, and I will say, like, I'm sure a store owner or two, like, is like, well, how do I get involved? Like, that's all there. You can apply. So yeah, please definitely yes. check it out. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to interaction within the group itself a little bit. I know there can be a decent amount of bickering and acrimony in online rum groups. We're all no stranger to what? that. Um, what are you talking you, about? Yeah. Can you expand what? on that, please, Will? <laughs> Never seen that. So, I, I'll I'll just borrow I'll borrow a line from Ian Burrell, who likes to refer to the Ministry of Rum Facebook group as the misery of rum. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm interested. Do you find that any of that carries over into more formal communities like Florida Rum Society, and and is it something that you have to manage at all? In you know interaction between the members or is it just kind of been you know naturally kind of a go go with the flow easygoing thing i i mean i would love john's opinion too actually on this but (laughs) i won't like i haven't seen that and if you read like some of the stuff in like the about section of our facebook group and stuff like one of the things that i'm really passionate about is if you like the rum in your glass then it's the right rum right Mm. and i know that i borrowed that from somebody but I, I really think that that's true because everyone has different tastes and everyone has things, different things that they enjoy. And I don't pretend that whatever I enjoy is superior to anything that you enjoy. So right. I, like, I have definitely seen that and I sort of put it in the rules, like who reads the Facebook group rules? Nobody. <laughs> but there is a rule that's like no shaming people for the rum they like. So yeah, I, right. But because no one reads the rules, but I feel like people are still, I've seen people be very respectful and there have been some opinions like, Hey, I don't like that, but I don't know that there's been the, like, let me go to the coals on why this rum is so horrible because they add sugar or whatever. Right. Like everyone has their own taste and that's fine. 
This actually brings up a really interesting thought exercise for me because I I have this happen frequently and I'm going to pull I'm pulling up a text message exchange I had with a friend of mine who is not a rum enthusiast. Yeah, I'd say he's like, you know, a casual spirits drinker. Um, but he texted me asking me if I was familiar with a certain brand of rum and I'm not going to say what the brand was just because like I have sort of like a vague idea that maybe they do some, you know, maybe some funky age statements mm-hmm. or maybe some additives, mm-hmm. but I don't know for sure. So I don't want to throw it out there. But anyway, he asked me if I'd heard of this brand and I said, familiar with the brand, but I haven't had it. What did you think? He said it was good. No idea if you would consider it good or not. And so my first my first instinct was I want like I don't want to discourage him from liking this because right. he's he's new to rum. He's kind of interested in it. I don't want to turn him off by saying like, well, that rum sucks because like they add X, Y, Z to it. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't want to not tell him. It's like I felt like I knew a secret <laughs> and it would be like a lie by omission if I didn't say something. So what I did was I, I responded. I said, the only thing that matters is whether you liked it. And then he kind of jokingly said, you don't mean that you're barely able to restrain yourself from scoffing at my uninformed opinion. <laughs> um, he's got a great sense of humor. And at, at that point, I transitioned into like, you know, like I said, I haven't had it. So I'm not in, posi- in a position to judge. But one of the reasons why I haven't had it is because I've heard this about it. And I gravitate more towards rums that don't have stuff added to mm. them. Um, so that was kind of how I approached it because I always struggle with like, I don't want to um, shit on someone and like, you know, ruin their enthusiasm. But at the same time, I don't like, I, I know if I have a rum and there's something not transparent about it, I want to know about it. Agreed. And so I do feel some responsibility to tell people, but that's one of the things that I think is so hard with a lot of these online groups is like someone is sometimes, I mean, sometimes people are being intentionally jerks about it. But sometimes someone is trying to just like inform, but maybe it comes off the wrong way. And right. So, you know, so um, that's one of those things that I think is, is hard for me. I've seen a little bit. First of all, you said a bad word and now we're going to get an E next to our <laughs> next to our <laughs> podcast. So thank you. No, we we I don't think we've earned an E. Oh, OK, good. Perfect. We're, we're under our limit. Yeah, we right. haven't yeah. hit our quota. Yeah. OK, it, it's like it's like whatever the rules are for PG-13. You know, there's OK, got it. it. So the other thing is I'll say I've seen sort of that conversation unfold and my approach, and I've actually borrowed this from, I think one of the members was, Hey, if you like this, maybe you should try this, right? Steering towards something that has a similar profile that might meet the needs of the drinker a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I really enjoy this that has a similar age statement from a similar distillery, whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I find that, that, that seems to work a little bit as well. I like your approach, your approach too. of, I I do too. Will one thing I was going to say that I have a similar uh, kind of story. It's, it's slightly different. And this is about a person, a coworker of mine. Actually, I've had two coworkers who have asked me, Hey, I know you're a rum guy. What do you suggest I buy? And so it's similar, but they're asking me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, because, you know, I, I know enough to know that this is a person that maybe enjoys some other spirits, maybe, but isn't really heavy into rum. And it's yeah. really tough for me to recommend something uh, that would be a, a, what you call like a gateway rum, knowing that some of those gateway rums, not all of them, there are some out there that are that are good and I think we would all like and find enjoyable. But um that's the part I have a tough time with. So I, I recommended Dorley's to somebody because the price is right. Yep. There's no additives, and I like it quite a bit. So Dorley's 12-year, Dorley's XO. And the person hated it. 
Oh, no. I did the same thing to a friend that asked me, like, point blank, and I was Dorley's 12, and he's like, this is the, I could drink it all in one night. I'm like, all right. So, I mean, well, I won't say they hated it. Actually, they said, eh, I'm still warming up to it. I don't know if I like it or not. There you go. That's always, uh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but. Right, right, which translated to me (laughs) as they hated it. Um, But, so here's the thing. Like, I just didn't know where this person was in their own kind of rum journey. And a lot of people do start with the conception of rum being sweeter than that type of rum. So it's really tough to know sometimes. Now, I will say this. The other coworker I recommended Foursquare to because he told me he likes McAllen uh, for scotch. And Mm -hmm. he's bought Mm -hmm. (laughs) a case of Foursquare in our area since that time. Wow. So I'm one for two. So it's not like, you know, but but still, it's it's a tough thing. And I wonder if a lot of listeners out there probably feel the same way or if they've figured it out. And I'm curious. I want to hear from you all. Have you all figured this out? Somebody asks you as a rum enthusiast, what rum do they buy as a gateway into it? What do you tell them? So I'd love to hear from people. Send us an email, host at rumcast.com. And uh, we'd love to see some of those some of those approaches that you guys have out there. So, Jay, I know you mentioned you're a tiki guy, which I knew about you uh, when I met you. I could tell by the shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I'm doing it right then. Yes, you are doing it right. Um, I'm not as much a tiki guy, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean I've never been from that culture. And so I've always kind of straight sipped. And from the bourbon world, that's kind of my, my entryway into rum. And yours was more of the tiki culture influence. So what I've noticed in our Florida Rum Society is there is a heavy uh, tiki culture element there. But not everybody is tiki culture. So we've kind of melded both of these. And I wanted to ask you what your thoughts are on that and how important you feel that tiki culture element is and how you also kind of counterbalance that in some ways with the straight sipping rum group. and Or have you even thought of that? or it's just kind of done its own thing? I feel like, so I mentioned it really quick at the beginning as I was talking about my journey. Yes. And like, I, I need to draw it out. Maybe I'll draw it out and send you guys a picture. You can put it on the website or something. But like, there's a Venn diagram of tiki and rum and there's this overlap, right? And mm-hmm. I like people that are strong in a tiki, they don't necessarily have maybe as strong opinions about what rum goes into their drinks. And there's the people who are like, just give me straight rum. Do not ever put lime juice in it. What are you crazy? Right. So (laughs) I think like there's this overlap and that's where, that's where I sit. Like I, I feel very strongly that I sit in this, like I care about having a good rum and I care about having a good tiki drink. And most importantly, almost is having a great tiki drink with great rums in it um, is Mm -hmm. like my, what I would do every day for the rest of my life. If, humanly possible so uh, you know i i've i don't push the tiki stuff super hard in the florida rum society but there's no there's no two ways about it that it comes in and there are plenty of tiki lovers in the group who for sure love to showcase their bars i'll call out travis as having a fantastic tiki bar that he makes me jealous every day when i look at his pictures of his handcrafted drinks Mm -hmm. um so right and i and i'm the same way that i love a good handcrafted tiki cocktail and think that it's important part of sort of my rum journey and my rum life in general um but you know it's not it's it's not a, a thing that if you don't love a tiki drink and you want to sip on your sagacity then sip on your sagacity i'm not going to stop you i think it's fantastic so it's it's once again back to the if whatever's in your glass is right for you then you're doing life right nice 
By, by the way, I hope there's someone listening right now who is new enough to rum that they don't know what sagacity <laughs> is and are, is extremely puzzled by the sentence, sip on your sagacity. They're pulling up I, the definition. I like that. I like that. Sip on your sagacity. <laughs> or should I call it Saga City? And then I'm going to get Saga City. City. I'm going to get hate mail from people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Jay, as you look toward the immediate to near-term future, which I know is murky for all aspects of society right now. What are kind of your thoughts or any, do you have any plans of things you're really hoping to do for the Florida Rump Society and its members in the future? I mean, I think I have two sort of separate streams of thought for the question, but I feel like we all, we all talk on in the group forum and whatever about when we can get together in person one day, right? So yeah. I think that that is like that is something that is on the future at some point um and i think i'll circle back to that in a minute but i will say that i won't call it it's almost like a happy accident right where we're all stuck at home we can't go to bars we some people aren't even going out to liquor stores and i'm talking about like the way like march end of march beginning of april time of the the, the the total lockdown at least here in florida and yeah. brock came to me with an idea of hey do we just like get a zoom call together of people and maybe we could get someone to talk about it and guillaume lemay from plantation was like jumped on the idea he was like this is a great idea let's just do a zoom call and we'll just talk about talk about different rums and have a conversation mm-hmm. and yeah. it went for I think it went for our first one was like an hour and a half, like by accident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we started up these virtual happy hours that have really allowed us to be a tighter knit community. Maybe then yeah. it would have happened had we not been sort of forced into this. We're all at home drinking rum by ourselves. Let's at least look at the computer so we can see people and feel better about ourselves when we're <laughs> drinking rum. Um, you could call it a silver lining. Yes. It's perfect for the state of Florida. We're a pretty big state in terms of landmass. And, you know, people way down in South Florida and people way up in the Panhandle or in North Florida or Jacksonville all can't quite make it, as you mentioned, to some of the events that might be in person. But this format, the virtual happy hour, seems to be the perfect kind of thing to bring us all together. Yeah, I agree. hundred. Like, maybe we would have gotten there, but I really am. We wouldn't have gotten there as fast as we were sort of right. forced to get there because we wanted to like back to this there are rum people that like have this let's use the word thirst for the <laughs> rum interactions because they we are more spread out than say people who take to bourbon as right. i don't like to say the b word but um <laughs> but i i really think that that this allowed them to now i can have a conversation when i say rum agricole like someone knows what i'm talking yeah. about right and um so i think that 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 was a key part of our rum journey so key in fact that one of our virtual happy hours with ben jones from spearman yes uh, led us yes I, I i i wanted to make sure we got to it john mage said we need to make sure we get to it um but it led us to I think I know what this is yeah, about. <laughs> it led us to what we joked right on the call. I'm going to that recording. Actually, he asked that I not post it because he shared some things that maybe he didn't want public yet. But I think they've Ooh, all become public. So secret. I'll get it out there. And 
and for for everyone to 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 rewatch it. But we joke like, oh, we should do a Florida Rum Society special barrel rum, blah blah blah, ha ha ha. That's so funny and cute. Yeah. But Ben <laughs> reached out to Chris Funk, who is his Florida his Florida market manager, and was like, I would love for this to happen with this group. So. John and myself and another member, Darren, uh, did a virtual tasting with, uh, with, with previously mentioned Chris Funk of a Chairman's Reserve. We tasted uh, four different samples mm. and landed on a 11-year column still rum that is uh, for pre-sale actually right now. Uh, Chairman's Reserve rum. It's mm-hmm. out of uh, Jensen's Liquors, which is down in Miami, but they'll ship. It's a stone's um, throw from my house. Stone's throw from, yeah. from John's house. So if you want him to pick up your rum and go visit him, then he'll <laughs> hold it for you. That's that's literally what he's doing. There you for go. Me, See? So. Done. Because <laughs> I I've already I've already PayPal'd him the the uh the, the modest sum for this bottle that I'm very much looking forward. Yeah. Um but yeah, we're really excited that that our that the partners at uh at, at, at Spearbaum and Ben and Chris were were yeah. believed in our our sort of group of rum lovers enough to say let's get a master selection Florida Rum Society branded pick that uh, that's coming so it's going to be next spring but we're that's awesome I mean John and I can say it's fantastic till the cows come home but it really it, is it, yeah. it really is it really really is well so, what we didn't want to do was just be like hey that's a great idea no matter what it tastes like we are gonna do this right right definitely yeah jay and darren and i were all like okay uh first of all you know did, did what did we appreciate about it what did we like we talked about it and we all ended up with the same one which is always a good sign so um i think it was it, this is more than just like hey we're the florida rum society let's put something out that's a rum and let's sell some rum it's it's good rum and it's really uh something that's not uh, available in our market as much. Yeah. So that's that's kind of an awesome thing, which goes along with some of the other things that uh, you know we're, we're thinking about uh, for the future. And also, I want to make sure, Jay, don't forget to talk about the other one as well. I was because, I, uh, I, I, I was going to okay. pivot a little bit, even though it wasn't going to be a, a transition. So prior <laughs> to to Ben being so generous uh, in working with our very first fourth barrel store, Five Star, locally here in uh, Orlando area we were able to work with Maggie Campbell and get a privateer selection. Um, so letter of Mark selection, yeah, letter right? of Mark. Yes. We're, we're one of, so they rebranded the, the distiller's right. drawer was sort of the overarching, uh, anything sort of single mm-hmm. barrel or unique was under that, but they took mm-hmm. the picks the like private barrel picks and they used the letter of Mark. And so I'm actually enjoying some of it right, right. now. But um, myself and about uh, five other buddies uh, locally were able to socially distant try um, six different uh, barrels that we uh, we tried, and she zoomed in and we walked through them all, and we were we were uh, 100% on ours too, which I think is like just so key. But um, but it's for si- it's 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 available now, and we called it just to keep with the theme of. Uh, current times it's called rumdemic great name so we we took we 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 decided that it needed to show the sign of the times that when we picked yes. it we were in the middle of our uh our rumdemic but uh that's only uh it's only 214 bottles so it's a it's a pretty uh pretty small run but we put we put it up foolproof because we wanted people to really enjoy its uh sort of full-bodied nature and it's a young rum it's under three years but it it has the power and the the love of something that's that's much older so 
Um, and that's only available at five star. It's is that only correct? available at five star. If someone is truly interested in trying to get their hands on some, then they are welcome to shoot me an email. Florida Rum Society at gmail.com. That works. But my understanding is they would have to do that fairly soon. Fairly because, soon. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, yeah. by the time we uh, we hit the uh, airwaves. I, I can't I can't make any promises, but it, it never hurts to ask, right? If you're if you're looking for something yeah. that's uh, once in a lifetime, truly unique. And this, right? So this is really our first Florida Rum Society rum. The Chairman's Reserve will be our second uh, our second Florida Rum Society rum. And then, to your point, like we are we're in talks. I will say with uh, with a number of other places that I know that people really uh, enjoy rum from with uh with yes. looking to do similar stuff so nothing nothing confirmed yet and as soon as i can it is confirmed i'll make sure you all know but uh but yeah but by the way this should just be more motivation for people to dig in and right. start their own rum right. society exactly this is the kind of it's stuff so you get fun. to do when you put in the yes. work yeah right um by the way i have one question about the chairman's reserve um so you said they sent you four different samples is that mm -hmm. correct yeah were they were they all different stills? What what were kind of the the differentiators between those? Do you remember? Oh jeez, I could I'd, pull it up. Yeah, do that now. I'll tell you off the top of my head, and then Jay, see if you can follow it up. One was a hundred percent Vendome still. Uh, one was a mixture of the John Doerr still and the Vendome still. I mm -hmm. want to say fifty fifty. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was one that was a nineteen year, uh, which was oh, wow. great, okay. um, as well. Uh, in terms of a, a spirit that is very complex and, and shows its age and, and nice uh, on that. Um, but the one that we, we talked about was a pure column coffee still. And specifically, uh, it was from the lower plates of the coffee still. So it picked up a little bit Got more it. of the heaviness than you would typically see with some of the other column stills. So what I would say is there's a lot of people out there who may write things off that are column still. Uh, some of the, I almost said potheads, but that's not what I meant. I meant... Uh, <laughs> Pot still uh, fans, <laughs> yes. Pot still fans that are gonna be like, ah, it's a column still. Don't make that mistake because this is really worth your time, and it's a great representative of a rum. It's got some similar qualities to some of the other uh, chairmans and actually Admiral Rodney's line, which comes from the same distiller. Um, and so there's a little bit of that Admiral Rodney's influence from St. Lucia, which I've already loved, anyways. Is, isn't Admiral Rodney? Aren't all those column still? Rums? They are. Yeah. They are. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking because the chairman's reserve it's they 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 blend pot still into right. there as well. Right. Um the the reason I was asking is because um a a rumcast listener, a very generous rumcast listener was kind enough to send me um a, a bunch of different St. Lucia samples, some of which were chairman's reserve master oh. selections. And so I was just comparing one I can't remember which pick what I think one was bitters and bottles and one was lay low. Mm -hmm. Um one was 100% Vendome pot still. One was, I think there are two John Doerr stills. but They have a one and a two. One's right. bigger. Yeah. That's what it was, yeah. The other one was a 50-50 blend of Vendome and one of the John Doerr stills. I can't remember which one, but um, I strongly preferred the 100% Vendome to the 50-50. To the mm -hmm. um, I'm very excited to, to, uh, to try the Florida Rum Society pick because I expect great things. And it's at... Uh... It's like at 57.8%. So, I mean. Oh, nice. And the best part there is the price, even though for a foolproof rum like that, is very reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, Jay, do you have the price in front of you? Oh, 50, 53.99 right now. If you get it, if you, the pre sales in September um, for 10% off. So, I think it's at 53.99 right now. Yeah. 
Yep. Wait, John, why did you tell me it was seventy five yeah, bucks? Yeah, well, oh, the outside gosh. of Florida. Wow. Outside of did Florida. I, I, ooh. Member only price or listen to the rumcast price. Uh I'll refund you right away. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's a really great price for a, a barrel pick foolproof rum like that. Really awesome. Absolutely. So definitely looking forward to getting it. Up. And the Admiral, I mean, it, it definitely, I have one bottle of Amaranis I actually had to bring it back from London because it, it wasn't available here. Um, but I happened to be there and I picked it up. And mm-hmm. it definitely, like, as something that is harder to find in our market nationwide at the moment, like this checks a lot of similar boxes. So uh Yep. So it's 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 a it's a good one for sure. So Jay, I think um, first of all, thank you. This has been wonderful. Uh, I really do sincerely hope, by the way, that there are people listening right now who decide to take this I, a similar idea to what you've created in Florida and run with it wherever they are, because I think it's yes. a great thing for rum. And um, yeah, if, if you live in Tennessee and you're interested in this. Uh, Email me because <laughs> we'll want some I, help. Like I'm interested in doing it, but but I need yeah I like I, yeah I need someone I need someone to push me and you know uh, help out some. But anyway, Jay, I think you know what is coming next. Oh yeah, um, oh, it, I've heard. I've well, heard actually, rumors. I don't. I, I don't know if you've you say you're a Rumcast listener, but I don't know if you've ever actually made it all the way to the end of an episode. But if you have, then you know <laughs> I usually that there for 10 is. Minutes and then I shut it off. <laughs> then you just out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There is a special segment we save for the end. It is a rapid-fire question segment led by John. Uh, he spends hours digging deep into your background. Uh, a private investigator to, to just dig up the dirt to come up with these questions. So mm-hmm. um, if you are up for it, let us know, and uh, we will. I will hand things over to John. To do I that. will say that I was tempted to say no because no one has said no yet and i feel like you <laughs> presented it as optional but i in my head people don't think it's really like optional so you know what i got that from i got that from the uh youtube show hot ones the hot wing show um where they interview celebrities while feeding them progressively hotter hot wings right, and right. at the end there's a segment that he calls the last dab where like you add a little bit of extra of like the hottest like nuclear sauce onto your wing and he uh, always says it's optional but people always do it because they feel don't, like they like, can't you know, not it's chicken out exactly yeah yeah, yeah. well so, i try hard to bring the go. nuclear to this rapid fire oh, man. I'm, I'm, i am a little worried <laughs> thinking about some of the ones that you did uh when you get, yeah. a, you get a little bit off the rum so we'll we'll see what i can do but yes i am very very open to doing it so let's do it up all right, John, I'm going to put a minute on the clock, and whenever you're ready, begin. All right, neat or on the rocks? Rocks. Column, pot, or blend? Pot. Favorite rum mixed drink? Mai Tai, hands down. The FRS logo depicts three barrels. What or who do those three barrels represent? I, I mean, it's really the three founders, the Trader J, Salty Joel, and uh, the Rum Doc. Favorite bar or restaurant in Florida for rum? Oof, so hard, but I'm going to go with my local Strong Water. All right. Who's the best college football team in Florida? University of Florida Gators. Nope. I'm sorry. That was wrong. It should be University of Miami. I'm Next. pretty sure that uh, is incorrect if from you, your end. Well, I, I hate to spoil it, but Alabama's better than both of them. So there you guys go. Uh, Boo. <laughs> we're united against them. If you were stranded on an island with one unlimited amount of rum, what would it be? Uh, you did it to me. Ah. I am holding it in my hand. Worthy Park Single Estate Reserve. Boom. Excellent. Great answer. 
Yeah. So far, you've made uh, Florida Rum Society Glencairn glasses, hats, and maybe Mai Tai glasses for sale online. Have you considered Florida Rum Society branded underwear yet? No, but I like that idea. Put it on John's list with the shirts. I think there's a market for it. I'm just telling you. Will there be a Florida Rum Society convention after COVID? I, I, I would really love it if we could figure something out, maybe at the Mai Kai or down in uh, Esotica, which I always say wrong. Let's let's figure yes. something out. All right. If Disney World had an adult theme park with a rum land, what would be the name of your favorite ride or attraction? Ooh, let's go with uh, Smuggler's Rum. <laughs> Legend has it that you have a rum tiki bar menu with 50 drinks on it for guests to choose from. How many of those do you have memorized at this point? You know, I will not, I, I will say that I'm not the best like bartender, so maybe like 10. Oh, that's pretty good. A rum brand comes to you and says they want to create a brand called Trader Jay's Coco Rules Coconut Rum. <laughs> are you in or are you out? Ugh. You're killing me. I, I, as much as I would love it to be in, I'm going to say I'm out. That's time. All right. <laughs> Actually, Jay, because I know you're a good sport, I let that go twice as long. That was two minutes of rapid fire. Oh, you man. Killed it. Oh, you killed you know it. What? Perfect. You know what? It feels different without the music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you may have been surprised to discover that that music is edited in after the fact. Oh, is that how it works? <laughs> Don't give away our secrets. It'd be cool Gosh, if I had well. that, that. You know, there's like that ominous bell that kind of tolls eventually. It'd be yes. cool if I had that right next to me and I was just kind of like. That would know, be cool. You should work on that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, Jay. Yeah. Before we go, any any last words? Obviously, everyone who's listening to this, even if you don't live in Florida, check out the Florida Rum Society website. Follow them on social media. It will give you some ideas if you're interested in starting a rum society wherever you live. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. But Jay, before we go, any any final words? No, I mean, yes, yes. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> no, I really, yes. I mean, no, but yes. I mean, yeah. I I really enjoyed. Talking with you guys, of course, I I definitely, as one of the first 10 subscribers that yep. will say now, Your medal's on the I way. love everything you're yep. doing and uh, and I appreciate you taking the time. But definitely, if anyone wants to reach out, go to floridarumsociety.com, check us out wherever, uh, wherever you can find us. And if you have questions, I will try my best to answer them. I won't pretend that I have all the answers, but I'll try to fake it. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to that chairman's reserve pick. Yes. Go grab that if you can. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Rumcasters is what I'm going to say now. Thanks for listening, Rumcasters. John coined a new term for this episode. Um, seriously, if you listen to this and you're thinking of starting something in your community, let us know about it. We'd love to hear your progress, what you're doing, any takeaways you had, any follow-up questions you have. You know, uh, we we can get in touch with Jay and have him, uh, you know, give some feedback and advice on, on starting up rum uh, communities wherever you live. So give us an email, host at rumcast.com. That's host, H-O-S-T, at rumcast.com. And uh, as always, if you like what you heard, please leave us a review. Um, those help other people discover the podcast. It helps us learn and understand what you like about it. So you can do that at Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. But John, anything to add before we go? 
The only thing I would like to say is that we've seen an uptick in people contacting us for rum-related questions or just conversation or giving us topics that they would like to hear about. And I wanted to say thank you, first yes. of all, to those that have done that. Thank you. And also, we want more. We, we, we're trying to be... Keep it coming. Yeah, we want to be on the, on the leading edge here of what people want to know about or who they would like to hear from. So please let us know and, and give us that email. Contact us on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. That'll do it for this episode. On behalf of Will and myself, thanks again for joining us, and we hope to see you next time.